Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Life Round. My name is Marcello and today we're going to talk about a couple different things that have been on my mind. I'm sorry if I haven't published an episode in a while. I've been really busy with stuff that I have to take care of. Um, but in the meantime, a lot has happened since the last time we met. So I, I say we have a lot to discuss ever since. Anyway, thank you so much for all the listens that uh, you guys have given my podcast. I'm very grateful for it. To be honest, it's been crazy that we reach over 100 listens in total of all time. I know for a lot of people, that's not a lot. For me, it's a lot. So thank you so much, you guys. I really appreciate it. Um, so pretty much the topics that I wanted to dig in are two of them. Number one, the real topic that I wanted to talk about was the sole thing about um investing in the stock market and cryptocurrency and all that kind of stuff uh reason being is because i kind of wanted to touch a couple points there and there um because i think lately what i've realized is that a lot of people are investing more and more money in this cryptocurrency and stock market and i feel like there's a couple things that people are missing about this whole situation i'm sure some of the points i'm going to touch upon today like my version of what I think is going on are probably already been said or discussed. So, you know, probably somebody who understands economics a lot better than me can probably give you even more of a better picture of what's going on. But I think there's a couple of things that I think we can all agree on and we can all see already without the need of being an expert, you know, and I think it's really important as, you know, as adults that we, find a way to understand more and more what's going on around the world. Anyway, um, thank you guys again for all the listens. Let's dive right into the episode. I know, right? It's not such a long intro this time. I kind of learned how to do a shorter one without the needing of constantly <laughs> um, explaining too much. If you guys haven't done already, by the way, I have a Twitter account for the podcast. It's called Life Round at Life Round Pod. Um, if you guys want to follow me there, I kind of tweet there and there, post some updates. Um, I also look for new ideas for episodes, uh, new things to talk about. If you guys have any ideas of what you want me to talk about on my podcast, feel free to sh- uh, comment in my tweets and I will do more research about it and kind of talk about it with you guys. I really would like to open this more to uh, you guys as well so you guys can kind of have some sort of influence to it and see what we can do from there. So. Follow me if you want to uh, drop a like. Let me know. So far, I have one follower, so we're doing really good. We're starting with <laughs> already a good start. Um, but, yeah, that's what I wanted to touch there. So first thing first, let's start with cryptocurrency and stock market. So the way that I understood the stock market is that pretty much these companies who are public uh, put a certain amount of their shares public for people to buy and invest into this company. Um, this company is apparently, you know, get this money and they use it. Um, to kind of uh, broaden the company and you know make more money for themselves. It's a very, very dumbed down uh, explanation there, and I don't think it's fully correct because there's a lot of other factors that are involved into it, but that's kind of like how I understand it. I took a couple of, of ca- accounting and economic classes, so I kind of have an idea of what goes on, especially in accounting. They break it down a lot of how those shares, you know, are counted at the end of their financial report. So I have a pretty fair understanding of it. If you don't, 
Google internet is free. Go, you know, look it up a little bit more detail in details if it doesn't make sense to you. But regardless of the situation, these is pretty much are people's money into companies that could potentially make a profit or not. And this is depends upon how much money you make or you don't make. Now, this is my theory. And again, this is my theory only. I do not uh say everybody thinks like this, but this is kind of what I've seen over the past. What I've seen over the uh, past and what I see still now to this day is basically people are trying more and more to invest into the stock market, thinking they're going to make easy money over time. And I saw this one YouTube video. I, I swear I cannot find it now for some reason. I hope it didn't get taken down because it's a very good explanation of what kind of money you want to make over time and what really is the smarter decision you see the stock market is pretty much a place where you can make short-term money and big gains if you are um i guess very informed on what's going on in the market and are kind of kind of have some sort of inciting trading where you have people letting you know like hey this might go up in a few days or you know this is definitely going to be a company that's going to gain because think about it this way in the united states it is illegal for companies by the way to have their own trading within the inside the company so like it, they cannot uh potentially um like sell their shares or buy their shares just because they know as a company that they're going to gain or they're going to lose so they can save their own money like they cannot pretty much manipulate the market and manipulating by you know selling or buying within you know the company because they know what's going to happen you know if you're the ceo or you're somebody that works within the company you know based upon decisions that are made from higher ups whether or not the company is going to be profitable and whether or not you're going to be making more money in the near future. Like, for example, like if you in a very, very simple way, it's like if you work at a business company and you know that this company is about to make budget cuts because they're not doing so well, where you know that this company's shares are probably going to go down because now they're starting to shrink instead of expanding. So it's kind of like those things where you kind of put it into a perspective, you start seeing different factors. There's a lot of factors that go into the stock market itself that pretty much manipulate that price that you see on the board where everybody's paying attention to, like seeing how much money, how much it costs a share and stuff like that. But it is very important that we as um, we as people understand that this kind of money is not as easy as it seems a lot of the times i feel like people lose more money to the stock market than actually gaining reason being is because you don't need by the way these bullshit like courses offered by people like i swear to god if i see one more ad about this stuff i keep seeing ads about people offering courses on the stock market saying oh yeah i will make you rich i know so much about the market and then there's just these fake so-called gurus who pretty much go online selling a service but in reality they're not really offering you any knowledge about the market they're just simply making more money for themselves and making you feel like you might have gained some sort of insider like scoop where you're going to be a better investor that's not technically how it goes reason being is number one my father always told me this since i was little and i am a hardcore believer of this 
if it was that easy to make money, trust me, everybody will be doing it and everybody will be, you know, a millionaire then, you know, why aren't more people millionaire? Why isn't everybody who invests in the stock market a millionaire by now? I mean, if it's that easy where you can just put, let's say not even a hundred dollars, like 50 bucks and you start investing over time and, you know, matter of a year, they turn into like 5k. You know, why doesn't everybody do that? Because it's not that easy. Also, the other thing about the stock market for me is that I feel like it's control all kinds of ways. It's not just, you know, the companies itself, they have to perform. It's not just about um, being smart enough to know what's coming up and how to buy and how to trade. It's really just within the company, they manipulate the market. These big CEOs of multi-million companies they already make a lot of money, but they have enough money where they can manipulate the market to a certain degree where they will constantly know and have the upper hand over all these other people, the, you know, common people that are trying to make some decent money and hopefully become rich one day. You know, a really great example of how this happened is was the whole, if you guys recall, the whole scam about um, AMC, GameStop and all that. Like, it's a lot more complicated, but in a very, very, very simple term, these people already knew that GameStop and all these other companies were going to get, you know, some sort of like they were pretty much on edge of pretty much closing. Like, I don't know if you guys have seen, but no one nowadays says let's go to a GameStop I mean yeah you can go there and buy stuff but I mean most of the technology uh computer items especially or gaming you can just buy it online on Amazon Walmart Target or anywhere really you don't have to go to GameStop anymore and I mean in all honesty GameStops are not as what they used to be I mean I remember a long time ago when I was a kid GameStop used to be something that people love to go to because they were this national company that were, you know, all about inside gaming, offering the latest consoles and all this. But now you can just buy it anywhere, really. You don't have to go through a GameStop anymore. There's so many other platforms that offer the same stuff that they offer, maybe for even better price. Like, for example, if you want to buy a headset for gaming, you know, a long, long time ago before Amazon and all these people or even, you know, when we first started having these kind of like console games where you can connect to a party. You know, a lot of people used to go to these stores because that's the place that you knew they for sure had gaming stuff, you know, gaming setups. But now I know people even who are in computing, computer, sorry, engineering, all those kind of gaming. And there's so many other places that you can get the same stuff they offer for a way more reasonable price. Also, the meme that goes around GameStop is that you will buy something from them and they will buy it back from you for like literally nothing, nothing, literally nothing at all. So technically, you uh, pretty much lose all your money regardless, because, of course, the company has to keep some sort of income. And I'm sure now nobody goes there. So they're about to pretty much close down as we're speaking. I mean, so far, I haven't seen uh, announcement that GameStop is closing down, but they're pretty close to it. But because of this, sorry, going back to the whole thing, because of what happened with those companies, AMC and GameStop, you know, that was all manipulated by other people. Like it's been, it was proved that people that had inside trading and knew what they were doing, they started inflating, um, you know, the 
price of whatever, like, you know, they started like pumping this stock up and everything. But then because of a Reddit page that, you know, kind of, you know, maybe saw it happening and they were kind of like put a one and one together, two and two together, whatever. And they kind of figure out what they're doing. Well, then they were like, okay, you know what? Boom. They we were just going to tell everybody to start buying it, buying it and then sell right away to like, um, pretty much destroy the price of the stock, which screwed over these big time millionaire people. But it kind of proved my point. Like these things are controlled by people and it's very easy. I mean, yes, there are regulations out there that you can look up and say, oh, you know, Marcello, what about all these regulations that are put in place by the government to prevent these kind of incidents from happening? Well, let me tell you something. The government puts a lot of rules out there, but if honestly we were to look at every single rule that the government put in place and see if they actually follow it themselves, you'd be surprised how many times these people are not following any of the rules that are put in place. I mean, for crying out loud, for the longest time, these people have been manipulating and taking crap in and out of people's wallet for such a long time. And you really think that now in the stock market, these people are going to follow the same rules we follow? No, of course not. These people are millionaires. These people are billionaires. They don't care about the common wealth. They care about their own wealth. And as long as they can gain information or gain some sort of money and make more money than you sitting at home right now looking at whatever app you're using Robinhood or whatever acorn or whatever app you're using nowadays to look up the stock market like you know the stocks app from apple you're still gonna pretty much not gonna be as on the upper hand as these other people and plus let me tell you something most of the time that i see these people online saying hey, I turned this amount of money almost into five millions. If that were to be true, why are you here sharing this knowledge with us? It's not because you are there saying, oh, I'm such a great person. I want to share this knowledge with the common people. You know, let me tell everybody out there how I made my money so everybody can be a millionaire. Bullshit. You know how many freaking times you could probably, you know, count the amount. If I had a... I Literally a dollar for every time these people were BSing you on the internet saying that they were going to help you. I mean, for crying out loud, you could be a millionaire by now, too. I mean, it's insane that these people have trust into people that have literally have not proven any sort of trust in you that they were going to help you. I mean, I can literally make a book, too, saying, oh, yeah, I made this one time investment. I turned five dollars into, I don't know, a hundred bucks. Let me tell you how I did it. Oh, I just bought a stock that was really cheap. I waited for it to go up and then I just sold it at the better price. Boom. Here you go. That's the advice. Be smarter or, you know, go invest into stocks that are seemingly going to be small and then potentially can make a lot of gain. It's a gamble. Every single time you put in money into the stock market, it's a gamble. You don't know what's going to happen. Only CEOs and people who are in these companies know what's going to happen because they manipulate the market itself. That's how they make their money. You think these people have no inside trading? They don't know anything of what's going on inside the market? Of course they do. I mean, these people make money by investing. There's different types of investment that you can do. You know, the stock market is just one of the many that you can do. Now everybody's jumping on real estate saying, oh, let me buy a property. And let me tell you, if I buy a property today, tomorrow it's going to worth $5 million. No, it doesn't. No, it freaking doesn't. That's not how things work. Again, 
Let me repeat this again for the people in the back. If it was that easy to make that money, everybody would be a millionaire by now and people would not have a problem with everybody making this much money. But because that's not the case, because we live in a society where people want to make more money more than anybody else and have more power over certain people, then we're constantly going to have the cycle where the people who are smarter and know how to make money are going to make the money and everybody else is just going to pretty much live and learn to how to adapt. I mean, we live and learn every day. So, I mean, that's just how things goes. I mean, I'm not going to be here telling you that I'm going to be a millionaire or that you're going to be a millionaire because those are false promises. But if you work hard enough for something that you believe in and you want to achieve something in your life, then I will be the first one to tell you, yes, you can do it. You will have the power and strength as a person to achieve anything you want as long as you put the work into it. But if I'm I'm not going to tell you to sit there and listen to some sort of scammers out there where you're just constantly and constantly um, believing that these people are selling you a dream where it's not even feasible, like it's not even there, like it's something that you're not going to be able to get as easy as they did. And you know what's the funny part about this? You pay all those fees about, you know, signing up to a program and signing up to their, you know, course. And I promise you, they're not going to tell you anything. And second of all, they're taking your own money and making themselves richer. So it's a scam at the end of the day. It's a pretty much an elaborated scam with extra steps. It doesn't change, you know. A third is a third, like, sorry, what I wanted to say is a shit is a shit. Doesn't matter if you put cologne on it or you dress it up, it's still shit. If you're going to sell me garbage, it's only going to be garbage in, garbage out. It doesn't change it, you know. So for people out there, I've been seeing this one YouTube channel. His name is CoffeeZilla. I've been watching his closely his YouTube channel. He is a he's pretty much an intern investigator where he investigates these kind of scams, especially into Bitcoin and um, stock market, whatever. He breaks down very well. Like I mean, his videos are phenomenal. The amount of work that goes behind making those videos is very mind blowing. Like I mean, the dude just does so much work; it's insane. I mean, this guy is literally like deep deep down there like he finds stuff that you probably wouldn't even think it was possible but he pretty much breaks down this stuff for us because he likes to help people out to avoid scams so because of that he pretty much finds ways of finding out this information for the common public and pretty much teach people how to avoid scams and let me tell you I've been watching his YouTube channel for about two weeks now. I just found it recently. It was in my feed as a recommended video, one of the videos that he put in. And, oh, my God, like, he literally, like, showed and literally explained how these things work. And it's insane. Like, it's insane the amount of scamming that goes behind these things. I mean, it's mind-blowing. The amount of people on the internet who are dull as a knife and they think that these people are gonna make them richer it's literally like the biggest scam ever like you really think these people are gonna sit there and be like yeah here you go here's a free pass and i'll be a millionaire it doesn't work like that it's not easy i'm sorry to tell you this but working hard to become 
a millionaire or whatever to achieve your dreams is not easy because those dreams need work to put in. They need time to grow and manifest. They don't just appear overnight. And I'm just so, so tired of these people constantly, constantly just making these false promises. I mean, for crying out loud, people, be a little bit more smarter in your financial decision. I feel like there should be more financial classes for high schoolers to learn how to really manage their money because there's one thing that in, especially in American society, Americans are terrible at handling their money. I mean, if there's one thing that Americans don't know how to do, it probably is handling money correctly. I mean, they spend every day, they go in debt, and they just spend, 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 and pass all their life repaying back that debt. But it's like, literally, is that the way you want to live the rest of your life? Like, just spending, spending, and paying off all these debts that you are going to have for the rest of your life? Like, I mean, is that really the life? Got a yawn there. Is that the life that you really want to spend? I mean, for crying out loud, like be smarter about these decisions. And I think the more I look around, the more I see that a lot of people nowadays are believing more and more, more and more about these gurus. And they think that potentially they could be millionaires overnight. I'm sorry to break it down to you. It's not going to happen. But either way, point is, I believe, going back to my main point, I believe the market is not as free as people think it is. I think it's a lot of it is manipulated by other people, people we might not even know about yet, people that are way, way hyper, like up higher than you can ever imagine. So I think it's not very smart to say that uh, people are, um, like, I don't think... What I'm trying to say, I think people don't realize that I think the market is controlled. And honestly, look up better investments. Like, for example, government bonds are very safe because the government has to pay you anyway back. Those are more expensive if you have the money for it, though, but it's more of a guarantee. Um, Real estate is more safe, too. Like, I mean, if you know how to do it right, that's another thing. When I used to be on TikTok, there used to be this one freaking account on TikTok about this one lady who was a property not a real estate agent, and she was constantly talking about how she made a lot of money doing real estate. I think it was in Connecticut. And I know people in the real estate community, especially in property management, real estate, and all that. And I could tell you it's not that easy. You need clientele. You need to put your name out there. That takes years and years of work before you can achieve that. A lot of people literally, literally, I'm not even like kidding you. A lot of people in those comments were like, oh yeah, I'm getting my real estate license soon. Uh, thanks for the help. I'm going to be a millionaire tomorrow. For the love of Christ, let me explain this again. It's not that easy. Like getting your real estate license. Yes, it, it is pretty easy. It's just a state government license that you just have to take an exam for it, pass it and prove that you're not an idiot, that you know what you're doing. Simple as that. On the other hand, you pretty much have to understand that all this, like, um, all these um, investments that they're doing, or all, let's put it this in a better perspective, all these real estate agents that you see online that are 
making this money that they are um, pretty much buying these houses, these properties, and reselling them later on, saying, oh, my God, I made a million dollars because I bought this when it was very cheap. These people have the resources and the financing to do this. Most people don't have that. The common person does not have more than $10,000 sitting in their bank account just to buy a property and flip it over. You do not understand the amount of work that goes into buying this property. Yeah, you buy a crappy property. Okay, now you got to put even more money to remodel it. And what are you going to do then? Are you going to rent it? Are you going to sell it? Well, what about if you sell it? Let's put it even, let's put that you buy a nice property somewhere, you know, in the United States where you're in a nice suburban area, you know, this house is going to sell a pretty good price because this is a zone that a lot of people like to live at. You got a school nearby. So it's probably like a nice family house that you could probably sell to somebody. Let me tell you something. You're going to buy that house. You're going to spend a lot of money buying that house. If even if you don't have all the money, then you're going to have to pay the rest of the mortgage or something to the bank that owns that property. Then second of all, you're going to have to make sure that you remodel or at least fix what's wrong with that house in order to either rent it or sell it again. That's a lot of money. Some of these houses require a lot of work. Let me tell you, some of these houses, even if they look brand new, most of them have a lot of more issues than older houses. Like the pipes are, are, you know, starting to go bad or the roof is having a problem or the air conditioning system or the electrical system. Like there's a lot of things that go into buying a house. You can't just blindly buy a property and think this is going to be worth millions of dollars in 10 years. Cause this is the other thing about buying properties. You need to understand what's going on in the market at the moment. Most of the market sometimes is going up and most of the times it's going down. It just it's a 50-50. It depends on the year. For example, when COVID happened, right, right in that second, the the um the uh, sorry, right when COVID happened, not a lot of people were buying properties. Why? Because not a lot of people were working. Less money was being thrown out into the economy, so the economy and the market went down. But Unfortunately, a lot of these people, you know, that wanted to buy a house or sell a house weren't able to because everything got put on hold. It just, my point is you have to understand what's going on in the market around that exact time because you're not going to be able to predict every single time where you're going to be able to do and you're not going to be able to tell me, oh, I'm buying this property. I know for a fact that this is going to resell. Who can say most of the properties you're going to buy maybe in a neighborhood might not even be worth anything in three years because that neighborhood, no one wants to go there. And now you lost money. So it's a lot easier to lose money than gain money by making these kind of decisions. You just have to be smart enough to avoid losing too much money and making the most of money out of it. That's what I think it is. It's not a game of making the most money. It's a game of not losing a lot and making more profit, like making profit as you go, you know, because most of the time when you start first investing into these things, you're going to lose some, especially because it's your first time doing it. And if you have no whatsoever background 
or no whatsoever knowledge of what you're doing at the moment, you're going to lose some because your decisions are not going to be as sharp as maybe someone who's been doing this for 10 years. This is another thing that they don't tell you. These people have been doing these kind of jobs for years. Do you think these people just woke up one day and they just said, boom, here you go. Here's my real estate license. I'm buying this. I'm selling this. Boom, millionaire. No. It took years and years of practice, years and years of selling, years and years of building a clientele that they have, that they know they can rely on, they will buy and sell, and they will make a profit out of it. You need to make that. You need to build that. You don't have that right away. That's not like a video game where you turn on the video game, start the career or start the store, and they give you like a package or something to start up with and they say here you go here's that work with it like no it's years and years of just social network and being being able to meet people and greet people and build a connection a lot of these clients that you're going to be working with are not gonna you know be right away interested in what you're offering. Most of the times you're going to fail, but if you're persistent enough, then I can, yes, I can tell you that eventually if you're smart enough and you know what you're doing and you learn from your mistakes, you will eventually make a profit out of your investments and you will make more money. But the thing is we live in a society nowadays where everything has to be fast. Everything has to be, you know, instant. And, you know, it's very difficult to have everything happen in the instant rather than waiting over time and understanding that things take time to make and it's not as easy as people might think. And I think the more I, like, again, the more I look around, the more I think people want things to happen overnight and it's not going to happen overnight. You know, millionaires don't become millionaires overnight. That's a, a fairy tale that has been as old as, you know, mankind. Like it's, it's not going to happen that easily, at least. If you want to try and if you want to put yourself out there to invest um, and try to, um, you know, put some money into the market or something, be my guest. I'm not, by the way, just a disclaimer, I'm not a person here who's sitting in this podcast and, you know, disclaiming, say, never invest in the stock market, never invest in properties never do anything that could lose you money. I'm just saying, if you're one person out there that wants to do it, that wants to give it a try, be my guest. Be my guest. You know, don't be shy. Go ahead. Do what you want to do with your money. It's your money anyway at the end of the day. If you made that money, you work for it, you have the right to do whatever you want with it. What I'm saying is make a little bit more research about what you're about to do and be sure that you really want to follow through with it. And also, don't put a lot of money right away. Do it as you go. It's always better to just kind of, you know, dip the feet inside the water, see how the temperature is, rather than throwing your whole body into it and then realize, oh, maybe the water's too cold. Now nah, I don't want to be in it anymore. Just little as little as you go, you know, put more and more in if you see that it's going to gain you and make you more money. But if you start seeing that it's not worth your time and maybe you want to go a different route, then pull out your money and then maybe say, hey, you lost 100 bucks. Okay, not big deal. You'll make that 100 bucks. But don't be those people that put a lot of money because if you lost more than thousands of dollars, then that's a big loss. And for being someone who's just naive and has never done that before, yeah, I, I got to say you, you did a kind of a stupid choice there. So, I mean, 
just saying this this whole rant for 30 minutes now all i wanted to say is be more careful be careful about scams do your research and be smarter with your money there's nothing wrong with wanting to make more money and invest them and you know be secure for the rest of your life but it's also important that you figure out that as adults we all have different scopes in life and it's important that we achieve what we want to achieve but also be smart about it and be safe don't be don't be too um jump to the gun you know like don't be too fast with it just things take time if you're patient enough you'll see the fruit of your um work so just be smarter that's all anyway so that was my first thing that i wanted to talk about uh was you know that whole speech about life the stocks and all that you know i could go on and on about other things that i think that are in a scam but I have a rant about a different thing. Now, this topic does not relate whatsoever to what I just talked about. So that's the end of that. What I'm going to talk about next is a show that I just saw recently on Netflix that is called, I think, Sex Life. is a show that I've been watching. Um, it's interesting enough. I mean, it's not a bad show. It's done pretty well. But what I'm going to talk about is something that happened during the show. And I want to just give you a heads up. These I'm definitely spoiling the end. I'm spoiling the whole show in this next 30 minutes, probably. So if you haven't watched the show and you want to watch or you're in between watching it, please, you can stop now and resume the rest of the episode once you finish the show. I'm going to tell you right now, the next 30 minutes are spoilers. Don't comment me in the comments on Twitter saying, oh, my God, Marcello, you spoiled it for us. No, no, no. I'm telling you right now, I'm spoiling the next stuff because I'm going to talk about something that happened during that show that bothered the crap out of me, and it really pissed me off last night, so you can pause it now, and we'll pick it up the next time once you're done with it. If you don't care about this show and you're okay with me saying what I'm going to say, fine by me, but I'm just giving you a heads up. So anyway, there's this show on Netflix. It's called Sex Life. So what's the show is about? So the show is about this one uh, girl... Her name is Billy, and she lives in the suburban area of New York, you know, right outside of New York, you know, kind of nice white neighborhood, suburban area with a nice house and all the nice furniture and everything. She has this, she's a writer. So she did, um, Billy, she's a girl who came from Georgia. She transferred to New York and she pretty much did psychology and was working on her PhD um, to be a teacher and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, she was working on that and more of the story, she went to New York and had this crazy sex life. I mean, if, as the title implies, it's a lot about sex, just, just breaking it down there, but that's not everything. So she used to like, you know, sleep around with different guys, experiment new things and try new things, um, which nothing wrong with that, you know? You know, you're living the life, have fun, you know, enjoy the the enjoy the whole world, you know, have your experiences. And over time, she met this one guy, this hussy from Australia, this guy. Well, he's like half Australian and half American, I'm guessing, because his father's from America, I think. Anyway, she met this guy named Brad. His name is Brad. So Billy and Brad met each other years ago, and it was like an on and off relationship, but not the kind of on and off relationship where you're just kind of like, oh, you know, one day they're dating, one day they're not dating. It's really just about, um, um, sorry, I'm going to drink a 
glass of water because my throat is a little bit dry. So give me just one second. Like I was saying, so this guy, Brad, he's like this producer for music. You know, he has this really nice apartment with the pool on top and everything. And they have this crazy amount of sex. Like I'm talking, you know, the most extreme dangerous and just very exotic type of sex you know the one that is just you know the one that girls very 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 crave you know from someone they're really attracted to they want this crazy experience which is which is understandable you know everybody has their own preferences but i'm gonna get to the what i'm trying to what pissed me off about this show anyway so she met brad whatever this was years ago they haven't seen each other in 80 years um, she's with Cooper, this nice guy, this nice dude who just has a job as a bank investment. Um, yeah, talking about investment, right? Yeah, yeah. Irony. Anyway, she he works he works at this bank and he's like this top dog guy. He's like very good with you know investing and very good with um, making sure that uh, you know he keeps making you know money. You know he brings a roof over their head, a nice roof of their head because it's a nice house uh, make sure that a lot of other things you know they um you know that he brings food to the family and everything he, he's pretty much the breadwinner um of the situation and he just um keeps you know making his money being rich and whatnot but this is the thing over time you see um you see this thing where pretty much um, you realize that, you know, she's not satisfied with her life right now. And what I mean by that, she's satisfied that Cooper is able to give her this sense of security and this sense of, you know, being able to have a nice husband, a nice house, have kids, you know, bring him to school and whatnot. But she's not satisfied with the fact that she her sex life is not good anymore. Like Cooper is really busy at work. He's a work guy. He's very on top of his stuff, and he's not really able to satisfy Billy as much as you know this other guy, Brad, that she fantasizes about now. By the way, now that she's married with Cooper, she fantasizes about him and reminisces. Uh, she's like starts reminiscing about the times they had together, um, and it just. You know, as time goes, she sees Brett again at her best friend place. You know, yeah, this guy is going out with her best friend. Not a huge deal. They patch it up. It's not a big deal. They they were best they were best friend way before they even she even met Brett and stuff. Um and so what happened is that she starts more and more thinking about Brad, you know, Billy. She starts more and more fantasizing about it to the point that it's consuming the poor girl. Like, it's literally eating her alive. It's literally making her um, more and more consumed by all this. You know, I'm not even going to tell you the amount of times this girl just starts thinking about all the times that she starts to have, you know, wanting to have sex with Brad and like it's just intoxicated. The, the relationship itself is a shit show because let me tell you, let's now that I set up the scene, kind of I hope that I explained it pretty well. 
this guy Brad, um, he has a lot of family issues, especially with his bro- with his father, because his father walked away when he was young, and his mom just ever since says like you know, try her best to you know have Brad and you know have a good life with him. His stepdad is a complete dickhead to him, and Brad himself just has problem with commitment and problem with father figures. Over the time, him and Billy, you know, have a really good relationship where they, you know, have sex, have, you know, romantic dinners, and they just go out and have fun and join each other. But at one point, you start seeing that Brad just has a lot of issues that he has to work on. And at first, he didn't want to have a serious thing anymore as soon as Billy started to find out more and more about her relationship uh, the uh, sorry, his relationship with his family. So he pushed her away and then came back. Then the second time, um, he was thinking about marrying her, but he never proposed at all. And then they found out that they were having a baby. And then they found out that later on she had a miscarriage. And then he was, excuse me, um, and he was devastated. And so was she. But then she didn't want to do anything with him anymore. Like, she didn't want to um, deal with her anymore. I know, right? What a douchebag. You, your girlfriend has a freaking miscarriage and you're going to push her away. Like, what the fuck is that about? Um, father of the year right there. Um, well, she, he doesn't push her right away. But, like, over the time, he just pushes her away because he cannot deal with her anymore and her problems. And I'm like, dude, her problems, like, what are you talking about? And this is the part that literally pissed me the hell off, too, is that he thinks he cannot be a father because of the problem that he had with his own father. So he thinks the universe is letting him know that he's never going to be a father with Billy having a miscarriage. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? That has nothing to do with it. The poor girl went through a miscarriage. She's probably traumatized. She's probably in so many different emotions. You're going to just tell me it's about you. Like, come on, man. That's that right there. I was like, okay, no, listen, the reason, the only reason why this girl is fantasizing about him now, now that she's married is because of the sex, but I'm sorry. You can't tell me sex is that good that you want to go back to such a crappy relationship. Like seriously, like what is wrong with you? Like, like honestly, like, what what is this like <laughs> i'm so confused like if girls it girls if that's what you want i'm sorry you need to get some priorities figured out here because if i had a woman that would be giving me the world and has always been there i would choose her over some toxic ass relationship where this person can can never stop thinking about himself like it's always have to be the center of attention because what he's a pretty boy and whatever like come on now really um, the one thing though, that I'm just confused about is that even after all of this, she, he's still trying to be part of her life and he wants her back. Thing is homeboy Brad cannot deal with the fact that he, she's married to Cooper now. And even as, as much as Cooper, um, is not that guy that can give her that fantasy that she always wanted. He provides a lot more than that. He provides a stable family and a stable home. And believe it or not, that's something that not a lot of men can guarantee to a girl. And I think once you find that man that can give you that security, I mean, hold them tight, ladies, because there's not many men's out there that are that nice and, you know, polite about it. So I'm just saying, you know, just saying. Anyway, come to find out this whole thing, like 
you know, she's um still fantasizing and stuff. They meet up, they have they go out once, so she even thinks about it, and then she figures out that Cooper is way more important for her. And Cooper now is afraid that the marriage has gone through off the rails. Something else happens in the show where it even breaks more the marriage down. But I don't want to um, spoil it. Too. I mean, I'm really spoiling most of the show. But this one scene, I really just want you guys to look at it and tell me that's not the stupidest crap that I've ever seen. Like, I think it's on the sixth or seventh episode. It's a scene that just kind of was like, what the hell? And from there, you know, Cooper feels guilty and um, he doesn't cheat on her just for the record and neither does she, but they come very close to it, both of them. And now they are both um, kind of in a place where they're both rethinking about their marriage and Billy wants to make it work, but Cooper is just in a point and place in time where now he's starting to realize that, all this has also eaten him alive and it's not making the marriage any better. It's if anything is deteriorating the marriage. So unfortunately it's kind of coming to a point where they both start to think, is this really going to work out between us? And Cooper starts to think, you know, what if she doesn't want me anymore? What if she wants to go to this guy, Brad? I mean, you know, what can I do to stop her? If that's all she's fantasizing about, it's a hard position, especially for a guy who, you know, wants this girl for the rest of her life and then now starts to see that she fantasizes about somebody else. I mean, it is pretty heartbroken. It's devastating. Like it's something that people cannot um grasp because maybe they've never been in that position. And I've never either, but I can only imagine how devastating it is to hear that your wife is fantasizing about one of their ex-boyfriends while you're still married. Like to me, it's kind of like a slap in the face, like, hey, I'm sorry, you're never going to be as good as him. Even though he's giving her all this stuff, like all this security, all this imaginable love, unconditional love that he has for her, she still wants to chase after this guy. And I mean, that's just, I mean, what the hell? <laughs> what is wrong with these people, you know? Like, seriously, um what what is the point of all this um but anyway they pretty much figured out that um they need to work on some stuff in their marriage and they need to um keep pushing and keep going as much as they can and at the end of the day they are you know sitting there thinking about like hey maybe um Maybe there's something else that we need to do to fix this. And over time, they just seem like they've managed to fix some of their stuff and they're a lot happier. And this is towards the end of the season. There's like eight episodes in total that are about an hour long each. So it's one of those kind of TV shows where it's like short amount of episodes, but longer uh, length. Um, but they kind of start going to a point where they're starting to do very well for each other and out of nowhere, she starts again fantasizing about this guy. Even after she told them no in person that this is over, that she wants Cooper and Cooper worked things out with her, she still wants him. And at the end of the fucking 
freaking show, she goes back to Brad and she says that she wants to have sex with him. And that ends the season. If that's not the biggest backward slap in the freaking history of mankind, I don't know what it is. I will tell you right now, when that I saw that and it ended, I was raging pissed because it's crap. I'm sorry, but I'm Team Cooper on this one. Even though he doesn't have the fantasies or like the crazy sex that she wants. I mean, for crying out loud, this guy gave you everything. He tried his best to make it better. He tried his best to stay around. He tried his best to constantly um, make it better. I mean, and you're going to see through the show, He Cooper himself has other girls that he himself um, has seen that they are interested in wanting to be with him. And they're starting to be mad at him because he's still with Billy, who clearly doesn't want to have anything to do with him because he's still fa- she's still fantasizing about this other guy. And... Even through that, Cooper's like, no, she's my wife. I want her. I can do this. Um, this is the girl who I married. This is a girl who I want to be with. Even after all that, my my girl went back to this Brad and said, yeah, let's let's do that. God damn it. That's so stupid. Like it's so freaking stupid. The free it boiled my my blood because I'm sorry. There's not enough explanation that you can give me on why this girl decided that that was the better decision. I mean, literally, for all I care, you can sit there and tell me like, hey, Marcello, but like this and that, this and what? This guy gave her every single chance in the book. I mean, for crying out loud, if that was me, I would have left a long time ago. You would have told me to my wife, if I had a, if I have a wife in the future and she told me she's fantasizing about someone else, well, go ahead, sweetheart. You can go to them, but you're never come back here because... What the hell you're fantasizing about? There's things called as communication in relationship, and I'm a strong believer that the better you communicate in a relationship, the better things can work out. That's marriage. You're not always going to have, you know, flowers and sunshine, and it's always going to be smooth sailing. There's always going to be rough patches on the road, but if you work together to fix those patches and you love each other very much to the point that you know you want to stay with this person for the rest of your life, I think you can figure out a way to make it through. But Billy said that she wanted to, and then after all the work they put in, she still threw it away. That's what pisses me off the most. After all the work that they put together with each other in trying to make this better, he still he still stayed there and she still went to that guy. That's I'm sorry, but if the next season doesn't start with Cooper wanting the divorce papers, I'm I'm telling you, I'm not watching the rest of it. If there's not some justice for my man Cooper out there, I don't want to hear about it. I want my man's Cooper to get his money's worth. <laughs> God damn it. Poor guy. Honestly, this is why we have, this is how you start demons. <laughs> like, this is the recipe of how you start a criminal right there. Like, my man is in the work of becoming a villain for all we know. In the next episode, he becomes the, the version of a Joker or something. I don't know. But honestly, I don't think it was worth it. And I mean, yes, I understand to all the girls out there who are fantasizing about romantic stuff going on with their relationship. I just have one word for you. If you're really wanting 
to have that kind of freedom, don't be in the marriage or in a relationship in the first place. Don't trick somebody into believing that you're in love with them and that you want to spend the rest of life with them if you're just going to go back into your old, um, into your old ways. It's not worth it. It's really not worth people's time. And it's heartbreaking. It messes with people, you know, minds. And I think, you know, mentally where Cooper's probably going to be at is not a great place because he realizes that even after trying to give this girl a second chance and trying to make this thing work, she still went the opposite way and said, no, like, yes, we're going to work it, but I'm still going to, you know, screw it up at the end. Like, no, I'm sorry. That's a no for me. Billy, you're a nice girl. You're a nice gal. You try. You can go home. Go with Brad. Leave him alone. He, he'll he move on and start a new life for himself. See the kids there and there. But he he can't um, he can go on with that. You know, he can't. Um, he can't keep going like that and it's not fair to him at all so i think it's better to just if they both depart their ways i don't know anyway that's what i wanted to rant about um sorry if i put two different topics in one episode but i thought it was better than making two different episodes i mean it's not like i have that much to talk about it but i feel like they were enough to both fit in one episode and make it a pretty good hefty episode where there's a lot of content and different stuff that we cover so i mean i think it was worth a shot um but yeah that's all i wanted to talk about um in reality um so i will try to stay as much as i can to post more episodes in the near future bear with me as right now it's a transitioning moment for me but um i'll see what i can do i mean honestly you never know um what else is gonna you know happen in the future but i hope that I can be able to post more. I hope you guys uh, follow me on Twitter and start giving me some more ideas about some more episodes that you guys wanted me to research about and kind of talk about it with you guys. You know, I really appreciate all the listens you guys give me. I really appreciate all the uh, people who follow my podcast. And again, thank you a lot for the patience that you guys have in having me post every once in a while. I mean, I know it's not consistent, but you have to understand there's a lot of other things that I'm doing at the moment and podcast. This podcast is not one of my main things. But it's um, kind of like a more like a, I will say maybe a hobby, if anything. But I really enjoy it. I really like to make this episode. I'm looking maybe in the future to also upgrade my microphone because I've been listening to some of my episodes. I mean, it's better quality, but I feel like I can get even better quality and hopefully kind of get like a better sound system where. I can maybe put some music in the background, kind of make it more of a podcast where there's uh, more editing maybe behind it. Because the other thing is being so busy with other stuff doesn't give me enough time to edit this episode and put them together. So I kind of just really go with the flow and hope that it's a good episode that you guys enjoy. So and again, this Twitter account kind of gives me also the way I can see you guys' feedback if you guys enjoyed the show at all. So anyway, um, follow me on Twitter. You already know Life Podcast, Life Round, Life Round Pod is the name and everything. Just follow me there and let me know what you guys think. Um, the picture of the website, uh, the account is literally the same logo as the podcast. And yeah, uh, thank you guys again so much for listening. I will try to post again very soon. And I hope you all have a wonderful day. Think about what I said today. Let me know what's your thoughts on it. And again. 
Have a wonderful day. We'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye.